This old-time radio program was originally aired live, long before the advent of high fidelity. As a result, you may detect an occasional surface noise or volume drop due to transmission problems so common to old radio. We hope, however, that any variance in audio quality will not take away from your pleasure in listening to this, one of the all-time favorite shows. Spectacular has top stereo LPs, the biggest hits just off the charts for only $1.57. Famous labels, favorite stars, Herb Alpert, Petula Clark, The Association, Canned Heat, many more for only $1.57. And another fabulous group of LPs on sale for just 87 cents, Jack Jones, The Beach Boys, Guess Who, and more. And for children, the original cast album of Sesame Street, only 87 cents. Woolworth Stereo Spectacular has big savings on eight-track stereo cartridges. Dion Warwick, Lou Rawls, Glenn Campbell, Blind Faith, many more for only $2.99. Supplies are limited, so hurry over and save during Woolworth Stereo Spectacular 71. Thank you for shopping, Woolworth. It's the fun place to shop. Stephanie, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it, and thank you for the time. And uh, I wanted to kind of have you introduce yourself to the audience. Uh, we've, I'm so many have seen you in your incredible Instagram videos. You're so <laughs> hilarious. I've been a fan for a long time since I saw your uh, Guten video. That oh my god, that Guten video with it was like my babushka across the street. You know, that's like everyone's grandma in Chicago. Oh my gosh, that that warms my heart because you know I miss Guten and. Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I really love, I love Guten and sometimes I'm like, should I bring, bring him back or bring her please, back? We don't really know. Please. Um, <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm, hi, I'm Stephanie Barkley. Um, I, uh, I'm a maker of things. <laughs> that's a, that's the broad, that's the broad. Those are the answer. broad, the broad strokes. So you make all kinds of things. I mean, you. But so you grew up in Chicago. How, how like when did you move to L.A.? What age were you? I moved to L.A. Um, when I was 29. OK, OK. So relatively late. Yeah. 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 I um, I began I began in Chicago. If you want to even go that far. Yeah, that'd um, be great. Yeah. I actually okay. moved out here the same age. So, I mean, I grew up in Arlington Heights. So oh, we wow. both. Yeah. We had that kind of Midwestern upbringing is that you know the uh, tornado sirens and everything in the in the summers and all that fun stuff oh yeah oh yeah that was i i i have uh i i haven't had recently but there was a reoccurring dream i had as a child was a tornado and no one was home right and you, right. you go into everyone's house and no one's no one's home and i and i remember that's just happened all the time in my dream and you had to rush to the did you have a basement in your house or no yes i did have a basement 
did you ever have it where like when it would rain really bad the uh, you know it would flood through like the uh, the storm drain in the in the basement yeah it would flood a little bit but nothing nothing too Actually, no, we had some, actually, no, there was about, I remember two floods where the basement, in our basement, we had these, these tiles kind of on the ceiling. And I think that you, you might remember what I'm saying, but there's like tiles, tile? if they were to get like, wet, they sponge up and break Right, apart. like office, like an office building tiles. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We had yeah, the same, so, same thing. Yep. Yeah. That would happen. That often. was always fun. And then plunge, I, I remember plunging the, the water down the drain, you know, <laughs> yeah. if it was, if it was really a uh, downpour. Uh-huh. Oh, so what what was it like then for you growing up? You came from a, a relatively medium, like a medium sized family. Yes, I had two younger sisters. I have two younger sisters. Um, okay. And I, I, I guess I would say I was a. I, I mean, I have a lot of energy. Um, I was very active. That's kind of where, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if I. I'd say I did a great job in in uh, my grades at school, but I, I made up for it in my extracurricular. Uh, activities i was you know right. i was in girl scouts all the way through high school i was you know all did all of my sports uh soccer tennis and i was in this group and this group and and a lot of art art was a big part of my my life um and that's when when i grew up i mean when you you know i went to school in bloomington at I okay and uh i studied studio art and then when i came back i was i was literally um I was quite literally an artist. I, I was doing art fairs in Chicago, you know, the wine, cr- uh, wine crush, gosh, I don't remember what it's called on Oak, um, on, uh, in old town, in old town. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. I, I had my little 10 by 10 tent and I, um, I'd sell my paintings and I, um, <laughs> I worked, I, I worked doing that, like, you know, painting portraits for people. I did murals for people's homes. I was, like a, I was a painter. Um, That's that so did. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but did you ever? Uh, you probably know like Long Grove Village and uh, like the Ice House Mall. Oh. and you know what I mean. I, I, I um, Long Grove, old, old, uh, old Long Grove. I remember going there with my mom when I was yeah, really young. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there, but we'd go it there. It is. And... It is. Yeah. yeah oh, still that's the same. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We get the chocolate. You know. The they, chocolate yeah, they do the chocolate festivals and like all the different weird festivals there, and it's such yeah, a quaint little cobblestone cozy. place. Yeah, very cozy, super cozy spot. <clears throat> so you were doing murals, and then, you know, did you just decide that you probably would have made a better income if you were doing, like, painting sets and, and painting out in L.A., or, or where was the transition? Okay, so it was really interesting. I, I started as – so when I came out of school, I I had um, – I worked doing uh, like corporate floor plans for uh, for like you know uh, uh, office uh, company like design and okay. that kind of and I did that until I you know probably eight months until I was like this is a great job but I I can't do this I'd rather I need to be near my I need to make my art so that I made that decision pretty quickly then I did what I had just explained before which was I got into you know I thought you know. I'm going to paint. I'm going to, I'm going to start my own business. I had this little studio, I called it Blue Terrace Studio. And so I worked, um, painting it. People, you know, people would by word of mouth, I was painting people's homes, people, you know, uh, just subcontracting. Um, then, um, I got into, I was like, well, I really want to, um, do more with that. Um, you know, I want to work in, in designing, you know, sets. So I actually started, you know, working at, um, there's a children's theater in Lincolnshire. There was Steppenwolf um, 
uh, downtown Looking Glass Theater. I started working yeah, yeah. Um, in props and set design. And um, again, super, um, I'd, you know, I'd work and work and work for nothing to work with a certain designer. And then they, and then I would begin to be hired. Um, and that was really a, um, it was very rewarding, but there also for, for living wise, the, the money wasn't there. And so that led me to uh, art department in film and TV um, in Chicago. I started working in the art department and doing all kind of, I just kind of really got thrown in because I was really determined to be a successful. You know, I knew that I had the ability to work with all types of different people. It's just kind of a feeling I, I was, you know, I was just always around different types of people. So I like, I really didn't fear meeting all, you know, getting into, I, I mean, I remember witless protection was in Chicago and how they hired me. I walked in with like a full on, <laughs> like full on, probably like a, and Taylor looking, you know, work suit. <laughs> okay. And I re- quickly realized that um, this is not how production works. Um, so that and I was hired to work as the art department coordinator. And then, you know, that led, that just teaches you so much because you become a producer really quickly um, because art department is its own. Art department is, you know, I say the first, first to come and the last to leave. Um, right. And I and- did that. Yeah. Well, I, and so, like, what was a typical work day? I mean, it's not like a nine to five thing. So when you're doing projects, I mean, you're doing what twelve hour plus days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh for sure. You know, eighteen. There was, I mean, I remember once I was art directing um, the film unit on SNL, and I think I worked for twenty three hours all the way Holy through. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> yeah. You kind of get like a you get like a high when that second wind comes in, and you forget. Um, then you know maybe like that nine or ten tenth hour the next day is when you feel miserable or you just um, forget how to you forget how to tell time you're awake so long <laughs> you yeah, forget how many yeah, hours when you're, have passed. yeah with that at that point i was in new york so you know you have you know you're working hard you're playing hard you're kind of kind of always not sure where you know you i was always working but i don't know if i was where i was in my mind let's just right say right um um so yeah that then i you know i production designed for years and then um that became um, it was, it's, it's a difficult job and it's thankless. Um, I, I guess that's the best word I can come up with for, for that. And, uh, that led me to wanting to tell my own stories. And so I started creating characters and I started, um, not necessarily funny or what the norm would consider funny, but right. characters just the same. And then, just like uh, writing them down in a book or like, what, what was the, you know, what was the original process? You had these these characters in your mind and you would just like take notes and create them or you would just start film rolling and see what happened? Um, I, 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 I was taking, um, let's see, I, I, Vine had just come out, but I had not played with that at all. Um, I, I was watching some terrible show on TV. It was called like Amish Mafia or something. And I thought, uh, okay, how odd would it be to like have... <laughs> This Amish woman, mafia, like, escaped, you know, yeah, I know. I, and I was like, I'm, you know, what if this woman escaped, you know, she escaped her, her community and like how life would be. So like, I mean, I would, I remember going to Memphis to visit Elvis's grave. Um, oh, okay. And I, I was in full, like, I would just went in full costume as Ruth, this character. And I just went and um, I didn't like, it wasn't, I mean, I guess someone could consider it, you know, to be a uh, street performance, but it wasn't. I just was experiencing it as this 
this, this, this woman. Um, and so I kind of really got into that. I mean, I was, I did UCB in New York. Um, I, but yeah, but the, the character there, it was just funny. Cause you know, she was, I'd ha- I would talk to strangers about how I would just love music and how I'm so excited to have electronics in my life. And, <laughs> and like, you, you should know, have gone to um, like a Marilyn Manson concert and seen what it I happened. should have. Yeah, no, I really should have. Yeah, exactly. So, um, that so that is, was your first, that was the very first character. I, I, that's one that sticks out big in gotcha. my timeline. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And so from, as you started filming that, that's when you decided to start doing vines and it grew from there, or did you just experiment with taking longer videos at first? Um, no, I, I, I started. So vine for me was like an, a way to experiment, a like a little quick concept. And mm-hmm. also in my mind, I couldn't help but like put production behind it um, because I was like, I'm not going to, you know, meanwhile that really, I don't, I don't think that really mattered for the viewers. I mean, viewers just liked it when you picked up your phone and um, basically, you know, but um, to me, I was, I probably put, you know, that's just, that's just probably, but that was your, yeah, that's your art. That's your artistic brain though. Seeing it that, cause you're, you know, you're dissecting it. So that's... Uh, yeah, and it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know if it's a blessing, it's exhausting, but yeah, that is for sure. For sure. That's exactly how it went. <laughs> So you were in New York still at this point, though, right? Yes. So I was in Chicago. Then I moved to New York. I was and then I, I was there in New York for about five years. Wow. About. What part yeah. of Manhattan were you in? I was in the. Um, I started in the Upper East Side um, and split well one bedroom with three friends. Um, yeah. You know, had like a a sheet. I got like some cheap cord from ikea and then like had like a sheet that would be that would separate our room at least you were yeah at least you weren't sleeping in the bathtub you know yeah no no i mean no no not at all (laughs) but but that would it was an option a bad idea (laughs) yeah yeah um and then that uh then i was in lower east side um on broom and eldridge Uh, okay okay yeah broom and eldridge near chinatown and it little Italy. so at that point, was it just that some you had made some contacts through UCB that you thought moving out to LA would be uh, a viable option at that point, or was it something you planned kind of in advance? I, I honestly, I, I, I thought I really like improv, um, but it also is something that I wasn't really committed to just improv. I knew how to. I, I, I understood the concept. I would just, you know, for me, for characters, it's, it's, you're either, you're either in it or you're not, um, right. um, kind of like a, you know, Christopher Guest, um, you know, Spinal Tap is a wonderful example. Like I, it's just, you know, funny is subtle and just the situations are funny. Um, uh, so improv was, uh, improv is a great tool because you, you get out of your head and it forces you you can't you cannot be in your head it's impossible um, but it's still i wouldn't i was that was the thing i was trying to think like you're it's not like you're a stand-up comedian it's not like you're a sketch you know what i mean yeah. and the, I, I think the funniest the best way i can describe and you probably would think this is funny too is as i was researching you and i type in stephanie barkley interview there were two things that auto-filled it said stephanie barkley interview and right below it stephanie barkley obituary <laughs> and, and those were the two things. And yeah, then, all right, yeah. there's something in that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you create, it's hard to describe really what you do because it is kind of like sketch, but you do put a lot more into it and you do commit yourself so much more than what you see from traditional sketch artists. Like with uh, yeah. Sensei Fu Manchu, it's, 
I, I don't know how you even do that voice so well. Oh, you know, thank you. It seems like a, a like a voiceover almost, but yeah, it's so a, damn it's, funny. I thank you. Yeah, thank you. I, it took a little. It took a little bit to get there, and then you know, um, a little. Uh, I take it down just a decibel, and and it gets to where I want it to go. Um, I I think that I think that yeah. I I, I like directing um, the situations. So, you know, I, you know, I'll get hired to be a very specific character for something. And I love, mm. I love that. But when I'm creating my own stuff, I, I kind of find myself really, you know, um, I guess that's how I would, I would put it. I mean, but you know, an actor, I mean, I, I, all the same, I, it's kind of hard cause you have all these different things now. And, and I, and I, sometimes I don't like that, 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 you know, people can't really put me in a, in a category. Um, but at the same time, I guess that's just the lone wolf in me. Is that, yeah, I was going to ask, is that like a disadvantage with casting ever that, you know, they, they, you know, if you're, cause you could very easily play a dramatic role. You obviously can play comedic roles, but you know, like have there been times where it's kind of worked against you? Um, no, no, actually I've, I've well, I've done a lot of, actually a lot of dr- dramatic roles this year. Um, lots of dra- dramatic shorts, um, and two, um, very straight characters, um, and you know, um, this year actually, that's funny. And the and so people have it's been it's worked to my advantage, I guess, in the way that people have seen my work. Um, but you've so, also got companies coming after characters, like the the mermaid character was was sought out for the that um, oh yeah the environmental campaign, which is yeah. you know I, that's so cool. But I'm I'm a huge proponent of you know getting all this crap out of the ocean that we've just demolished it with now but to be able to have you know a character like that utilized that must have been so cool oh it was it was very cool it was really fun and it is it's fun you know i i that uh i've never worn a fin before but man those are heavy (laughs) they're super heavy and uh they they squeeze your legs so tight um i love that character because i you know when i spoke to the the um, founder of Final Straw, she really wanted to have, she liked the the quick wittedness and some of my just re- just bit myself being myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, in the characters, I guess I do. I just want to say it's myself, not characters. Um, but the um, the back and forth, um, you know, sassiness of, you know, I mean, this is the way to be. I mean, it, it's either this or nothing. I mean, you have right. to, you know. Well, the McDonald's commercial you did, too, was like that almost with just you being sassy and you being you. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, they, it's helpful to have those characters in your back pocket when you need to, when something comes up like that, um, when a you know, sponsored opportunity comes up. Because you can go, oh, I can do that. Or, oh, I can find that person in somewhere in my brain, you know, in your brain. And that's just, you know, a lot of different um a lot of different um, teachers or schools have, have helped me get there quicker. Um, but I feel, yeah, I feel like. The drive was always there. I mean, really, it was always you. You just found the right steel, you know, like, what do they say? Steel, sharpened steel sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you went into it. the right place. But do you remember as a kid, because I'm, I'm 35. So in Illinois, I remember that, like, during uh, elementary school summer breaks on TV, they would still be doing reruns of like Gilligan's Island, I Love Lucy, yeah. Bewitched, all that. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, did that, I, cause I asked because there was a skit you did. I, I, I'm a huge fan of I Love Lucy. Uh-huh. Um, 
And there's a yeah. skit you did of the, of the, you know, when they went and had to get jobs and it was at the chocolate factory. I lived yeah. right beside where the original yeah. factory was. So that was. was more, that's funny you mentioned that. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, and you just, did you just like the kind of the reenactment of it? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just liked that somebody even remembered it in the first place. Because oh, you know, yeah. there's so many people that don't even, they probably would watch that and think it's original content, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, that was like, um, so... So Vine wasn't enough for me. Um, obviously, it just it wasn't. I wanted to make more from it, but it did get it did kind of prick me in the back, so to speak. Like you know, when Dumbo gets pricked by the needle and then he flies. Right. So that was kind of like, okay, just do it now. You know, you know. But with with that specific one, I love Lucy. Um, I knew I only had six seconds, and so I remember remember that moment, and I remember okay, well, I know I know I can set design, so I. I, I got, you know, everything was blue, actually. I had um, all the tones of blue. I knew would match the gray scale that they had in the black and white. I love Lucy. Um, that's just because, just because. Through experience, of, you'd learned that, yeah. Yeah, just years of that. And in my face, just, you know, pay, I have, I, I still have like a color aid pack of every single color and, you know, cutting my fingers with exacto knives. Anyway, that is ultimately <laughs> the, um, the idea I had was, well, this would this would be fun. I had a prop studio for a short time in 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 Greenpoint, and so I had, this gal had reached out and um, and I thought, well, this would be really fun to do. Um, and I just you know I did the costumes, I did the background. I had uh, two friends helping on either side. Um, I bought chocolate, which I really bought the chocolate so I could eat it later. Let's be honest, <laughs> no one knew, but it was there were like chocolate clusters, and. Um, yeah, that's the only I, part you were looking forward to. The, yeah, that really. Was, that was really. Let's and get then, this shot you know, so we can eat. Yeah, yeah. I just was fully on just kind of a fun thing for me to do to just kind of match. These are just it was kind of a, a professional hobby, I guess. You know, I wanted to I wanted to make it exactly the way it was. Oh, so. and you definitely accomplished that. And I mean, were you always a fan of old Hollywood? Like, like, as I said, you know, watching those shows as we were growing up, I know it shaped me creatively, you know, yeah. huge. And as well as listening to like old time radio shows and all that. Yeah. But uh, like I used to record all, you know, fake radio shows in my in my bedroom. Really? I, you know, yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, I remember 104.3 uh, yeah, yeah. station. That was the only station that my mother would like would allow me to listen to in the car. She okay. would, so it was like 104.3 dependable shadow traffic, you know, with, you know, Dick, <laughs> Dick Biondi or I don't know what his, the names, but um, that was. And so I would do my own show in my room and uh, and yeah, definitely, you know, Dick Van Dyke um, more than yeah, Dick Van Dyke more than um, uh, more than Gilligan's Island. But yeah, everyone's the characters were so goofy and fun and and recognizable. Um yeah, it was yeah. just so so different. It seemed like it was, uh, I don't want to say more pure, but I don't know. It was definitely a simpler style of comedy, and, and they had so many limitations uh, yeah. on them back then, and yet you can still watch I Love Lucy, and it's just as hilarious now, which, I mean, my God, to think, what, 70 years plus? <laughs> yeah, You know, exactly. and it it's still amazing. can click. But yeah. if, you know, if you were living in old Hollywood, let's say that this is, you know, 1935 or something, and uh, you're here in old Hollywood, you're an actress, considering that it's still the old studio system. Uh, do you think, like, what do you think you're acting in your mind? What would it have taken form as? You know, would you, like, be hanging out at the, the Garden of Allah with the other creative types? And, like, have you ever thought, you know what I mean? I would definitely be wearing pants. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. And um, I know that. And 
you know, the, yeah, I, I don't see my, you know, I, I think of, I was just thinking of Mary Poppins for some reason. I don't know why. Um, so you'd wear pants and have a big umbrella and the penguin. Yeah. Yeah. That, sounds that works. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. So getting back to, okay, so you're, you're getting ready to leave New York. What did actually lead you to L.A.? I was, I, I had put a, I, I told myself I wanted to end, you know, my, my career as a production designer. And that, that is very difficult. Uh, once you have, I was in the union, I had a bunch of contacts. Um, I had an agent. Yeah, you were established, totally. Yeah, I worked hard and quickly. And then that was, um, and I just, and, and I knew, okay, well, if I get into a, a bad, you know, a, a bad place with money, then I'll, I'll have this to fall back on. But I told myself, no, you can't do that. Because if you do that, then right. you won't, you won't move. Um, it's a so crutch. That was difficult. Yeah, yeah it, it was difficult. When I first got here, um, and the, what, what I guess I'll to answer your question, what led me to here was, um, I was dating, I was, no, I was with someone at the time and, um, it was, it was, it was either we have to do it now or it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. Um, right. I also, you'll keep finding excuses. Yeah. Right. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I felt like there's a small industry in New York as, as well. I just didn't want to, um, continue living there. I love to visit. I don't want to li uh, live there. It's very it's very expensive. Um, my, you know, and it's very big, but once you get into a routine there, you find yourself and, and, and everyone should experience it at, at some point. But, you know, I, I knew that, you know, um, Juan always knew what my, my breakfast sandwich was and it was mm. great to walk in and everyone would smile. And it's like, I had this routine though, and it wasn't, and it became small. It, it, the world became very small. Uh, and comfortable. Just wanted, yeah. Just comfort yeah. in your routine. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, when I got here, even, um, I, I, I'd come here years before on a project to art direct and I, and I worked on it and I thought, okay, I'm not going to move here yet. I don't want to move here. It's too spread out, you know? And then when I came here the second time, I was really ready to sink my feet. in. also I had a very, like I had established following on Vine. Um, so collaborating with people, I was, I, it just started right away. One of my first friends when I moved here was Sonny Mabry and I, you know, we, we created a lot of fun stuff together. So just with that, that creative kind of itch that I had was being, I, was, I started doing it. Now, money was an issue. Um, right away, I, I remember I got called to do, I got my agent and called me and said, hey, do you want to um, design this movie called Sharknado 2? Right. And I was like, oh, man, I had already bought the, the, the Blu-ray of the first one because I thought it was so ridiculously wonderful. <laughs> so I, I went back to New York and I finished, I designed that and they finished up with a week here. And then I was like, that's it. And then I think I did one more feature after that. And that feature hired me as an actress as well. And then I was like, that's it. Well, then that's worth it. You know, cause it, if you were able to get an acting job out of it, it's kind of yeah. serving yeah. both masters, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, it's the, the skill is never going to go away. Um, but I don't, yeah, I just don't, it's, it's gone. It's the chapter is the chapter has, has, is over. <laughs> <laughs> so, but during this time, I mean, obviously you're, you're getting pulled in so many different directions, trying to establish this new career, as mm -hmm. well as trying to wrap up your old one. Mm -hmm. You must have dealt with adversity all the time that, that affected you, you know, oh. in, in ways you might not have even noticed at the time, you know? Oh, 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 yeah. It's so frustrating. So frustrating. So, like, what um, are some of the times of, of adversity that you could think of that were, you know, that really stand out in your mind? 
do you mean do you mean um, adversity is like just issues with people being like wait you did this what are you doing now well just adversity like how it might have affected you uh you know physically or mentally as as you were trying to you know have have your hands in so many jars type thing <sighs> yeah you know and just trying to get out of one jar i guess and then to the other i um i I found my most the, the difficult part was, and I still struggle with this from time to time, is is creating a structure for yourself, okay. and you know, having these scattered, you know, act, you know, thoughts and and to dos, and not having a, a a clear structure was difficult for me because I was saying yes to everything. I was saying yes to everything, um, and I do believe that saying yes is usually the way to go. Um, but I, I, it was my, I struggled with, you know, I guess like keeping your head above water kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I, I think I, I felt like I was drowning sometimes and not, and also, you know, I didn't really like the idea of, I just wanted, uh, I knew the quality, you know, was there. I wanted my stuff to be seen and the, I didn't, want to rely on this thing that you know we call the internet it was just kind of overwhelming to me and I really didn't like it um I thought it was just it was there was a lot you know that's when bullies and everything was just you know I didn't read right. I tell people all the time they get really hurt by you know certain things on the you know internet I'm like oh I just don't, I just was so um I, I I understood it right away and I just kept moving um I don't know if I'm making sense. I hope no. I'm you totally sense. are. You totally okay. are. Because, but you basically like you can't read it. You can't give in or read into any of that. It, you know, it no. stunts the creative process. Number one, and number two, it really is irrelevant. You know, yeah. because as long as you like what you're putting out and you feel like that's you and and you are being you, then so what? What everybody else thinks. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the world is is the world is so small and the world is so big. I mean, I, I, I feel like I, I, when I remember when I left college, I, I remember I had, I said to myself, I have to save up. I have to save up. I got to get out of here. I got to go to Europe. So I remember going to Europe by myself. Oh, cool. um, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot this, you know, and I just, I felt I had this, I, this already, this understanding, I had this understanding that, you know, the world is big, I guess, you know, just like Sammy would say, um, if you remember Sammy, but you know, the world is big and full of so many interesting things. Right. And, you know, it's just, you have to, you know, I had to be open and that was what, that's what ended my relationship and also kept me going up. Um, because the person I was with at the time could not, could not, and still might not be able to grasp that and that was gotcha. that's, that's not a good that's not a good thing to have around you know if you're not you know that's the two opposite things well especially with an artist i mean you you have to live a life where you realize that you know coffee here is not coffee in italy you know what i mean or yeah or absolutely. just uh morning here is not what it's like if you wake up in sydney it's it's just there are so so many drastic and so many subtle differences and like you said, I mean, really, we are such a small speck in the universe, mm -hmm. but yet we're so big and place so much emphasis on likes and, and followers. And, and you know what I mean? It's it's a mm -hmm. weird contrast. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and, and it's uh, especially people that are creative usually are the most sensitive as well, it seems like. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's created I, I this weird of, dynamic. Yeah, I put a lot of that. Um, I, you know, I try to 
people don't see it's very clear people don't see and if i don't show my vulnerability i only am able to show that in performances that offer me that you know chance to do that and otherwise really i don't really show you know it's it's a different um it's a business also right. you know having instagram is a business but you know how much am i going to show of my personal life you know i don't really you know i don't even think about that sometimes and i also think oh i don't care i don't care you know i do mm. what i i do do feel that i want to just do what i really like i mean i remember getting millions and millions of of, of uh, views likes on certain things that I'd, I had made and I didn't like those things and I thought I don't want to do this I don't want to make stuff like that so I just didn't you know I again that was a quick like it's a good life lesson though it was a quick little yeah little notch that I turned and I thought well I'm gonna I'm just gonna really try to be I'm gonna really try to be as present as I can and just uh do what's true to me that I think is funny I mean when you were talking about um you know, the purity of, of old Hollywood or, you know, what was seen. I do think that like my favorite stuff is, is just, it's not, you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of blue humor. Like I really like, you know, comedy that is, is sweet, <laughs> just like sweet and pure and, and innocent. And, and it's just, it's situational, you know, um, well, that's the hardest that comedy sense. to write, you know, as well. That's the thing is it's, 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 it wouldn't seem like it would be, but it really is the, the most difficult to write something that can stand the test of time. And mm -hmm. usually, you know, that is the type of comedy that stands the test of time. Oh, yeah. I mean, Step Brothers. I mean, I watched it the other day again. I mean, just there's just so many <laughs> great moments in that, right? Because it's so, it's so sweet. And, and, and it's just, they're, you know, purely, they're just, they're, they're these two brothers that are super, I'm excited to be around each other. And yeah, that's and, so funny. That is so and, funny. And like Chris Farley too, Tommy boy, you know, he had that kind of uh, element to him as well. Oh yeah. He's just very innocent. And he, you know, just like him with his hand, like, is there anything right here? I feel like there's a mark right here, you know, <laughs> right. no, you know, and it's, yeah. I mean, gosh, he's the best. And he's, a, he's an Illinois boy too. That's right. Yeah, I remember the day he died, and it was all over the news in Chicago. It was just crazy. I was talking to the, uh, about that with Tony Cavallero. It's it mm. just was such a weird moment in time. It's so sad. It was so yeah, sad. and so and so many uh, you know comedians go down that route, whether it's you know through depression or addiction. And like I said, I think it is connected to that sensitivity of uh, not necessarily. It's like you're not in touch entirely with your emotions internally so you you know exhibit it outwardly mm -hmm. and it, and there's just this weird balance that you know you have to spend your whole life really trying to figure out and yeah. sometimes it just proves to be too much for some unfortunately yeah yeah i i've for for a while i i had felt a little resentment towards my my design career and i thought well what if i was doing this earlier and i, I could have did it but i have I've come to, um, I've come to, I've, I've made peace with that because, because of what you were just saying, because, um, I, I've had these crazy ups and crazy downs and I've been, and I've, you know, had my ups and downs physically and mentally. And, um, so I feel like I, I feel like I, um, can handle, you know, pretty well, I can handle these uh, situations if, you know, if, and, and if I was 23 years old, I don't think I would be able to. If well, I, and, you know. and 
Yeah, not just that. I think the other the other most important thing to look at it as is to see that you wouldn't be creating the type of content that you you know you wouldn't be creating that if you didn't have that design experience behind you because that technical info really does uh, apply to all the stuff that you create. Thank and, you. Yeah. And who knows that you know it it w- might be a completely different realm, a completely different world of what you would be making had you not had that experience. Yeah, no, that's it's that's true. And uh, thanks for seeing that. <laughs> but so when you I mean, what works for you then when you've because uh, especially my God here in Hollywood, there's there's so much rejection and so mm-hmm. much of uh, conformity that has to occur. And so many people you have generally so many people you have to please in order to put your final product out. Uh, how do you, how did you find ways to cope with that? How did you find ways to keep centered? Um, okay. Well, without being sounding negative, I mean, the, 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 the one thing you just said was, you know, for people to, um, to pe- for people to see it, right. Is that what you're saying for people right, to right. see your work? Well, I, I quickly realized that, you know, there's, there's two types. There's, there's the people that go out and they can, you know, people say network, but let's be honest, you know, it's just getting to know people or, or not even getting to know them, just being out and meeting people at some, you know, right place, club. right time. Yeah. 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 Or some club. And it's did it. I had no interest in that. I was, I was already exhausted. I had already gone to all the bars in, in, you know, like I already partied and I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I don't want to, that just seems like it, like, I guess that just seemed like a, that's not a re- yeah, repeat. In. Yeah. It'd be like just a yeah. repeat. Yeah. And also it wasn't, I have no, it wasn't, there would be an agenda, you know, and I think a lot of people here have an agenda. So I, oh, I yeah. Just thought, yeah. Right. So I just thought, um, I thought, um, I have, I, gosh, um, I put a lot of my, I mean, I just found joy in, you know, creating, um, this world by myself. Now it was lonely at times. I mean, I, I spent a lot, I spent, I spend a lot of money on things like, you know, the amount of wigs I have and, and just things that, and I try to clean them out, I'll clean stuff out all the time, but it's like, Oh, I need that because of this. Or I need that because of this. Um, but you're saying, you know, how did I get through? Like, yeah. Guess, like how, you know, cause there's, uh, I'm just thinking if there's people that are listening that would love to, you know, make that move to LA to potentially start a career being an actor or an actress. Oh. A lot of them don't realize that the, you know, you really have to have a mental strength and be prepared for this type oh. of. Well, you're not oh, yeah. this. Sorry, you're, and okay. it's nothing personal, even. You know. Yes. Yes. Okay. So here we go. That 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 um helps me. Um. Okay. So, my experience in it still is um you have to have um a solid in you know, you have to have solid money coming in. Um, so you don't have to worry about money because if you're worrying about money, then you, then that affects your creative, um, mind. Um, so that's one thing you want to get situated. Um, and I think it's always good to have hobbies. You can't tell you how many times I've been into in classes here. Um, and there's actors or actresses, you know, actors that don't, that like they don't know what to do with themselves if they're not doing the next commercial and in my mind I was always thinking gosh I don't have I don't get any commercials I but I'm fine I'm I'm always busy because I'm making something um you're always learning because I'm always learning I'm always learning I'm still always learning and so like I was I it's you know you get a lot of people that think oh they know how to they 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 they're in their world they know everything already um and that's and that's I guess fine but that that is not the way to come into 
any town and say, I want to start acting. You need to have a, a good solid, you know, just a solid part-time job. So you don't have to worry about paying rent and paying, you know, for food and, um, and keeping yourself, you know, at the, you know, just you're the bare keeping yourself in a, yeah, keeping yourself in a good place where you're like, I'm, I can live like this. Um, I, I think that's really important. And then immersing yourself, not being afraid to immerse yourself in all different types of classes, depending on what you want to focus on. Um, because, um, a lot of times you can get to, um, a class, whether that's an improv class at the Groundlings, whether that, or, or Second City, or just an improv class, you know, the improv theater. And, and you, you know, if you're not open to all the possibilities that might happen, you might shut yourself off and go, this isn't for me. But you have to wait it out. You have to, you know, just know it's a journey and be, right. be, be part of it uh, because that class will lead to the next class and the next class or whatever, whatever that class might be. And don't get um, overwhelmed. Yeah. And don't get overwhelmed because if you, you let yourself get overwhelmed, then you, you can't, you can't really see the progress you've made. And also you're not enjoying yourself. Right. And you might end up taking, you know, especially like you say, with money or if you're too overwhelmed, you might end up getting involved in projects that you really don't even have any passion for. And you do it out of necessity. Right. Exactly. And um, and also, I just think it's important to have um, like a community of people that, you know, I've met so many friends from classes I've taken um, so many friends from the groundlings and um, even, you know, from my acting classes at BGB Studio, you know, just friends that I. Um, that we share the same, you know, uh, opinions and, and, um, we have the same drive and, uh, they want to, you know, lots of people, I love when people want to work with me because that gives me like another color to use in right. on my palette, you know, Oh, where do I want to put this person or, or what, that, what would be funny for us to do or, you know, <laughs> anyway. what about dealing? Like, uh, have you had to deal with sexism out here? Or you must've, I mean, there must be. I've dealt with more sexism in, well, I'll, I'll, okay, there's some things to say about that for sure. Uh, when I was, when I was a production designer, okay, I, and I know that I, what I look like, I'm a small, you know, little Sicilian looking girl that doesn't look like she has a lot uh, to, you know, like I can't handle things. And I would just assume that because uh, that's, I knew that that was probably like the way I might seem that you know I was hiring men and uh, that were you know in their 50s to you know draft things for a movie or whatever so at, you know back in um in New York uh, and also here when I you know like one of the last movies I did so okay. sexism as far as just being people not um respecting the thing you know my my decisions to make that made me kind of have a hard shell around me uh okay and, um, and a tougher tone around me that I didn't really like about myself. And how did you overcome that? Um, I overcome that when, when I did, um, well, gosh, I, acting I, classes really help you, you know, get to the core of, you know, they're not therapy, but they definitely get you to be honest. It's, about it's, a, it's your, a form. It's definitely yeah. a form of it. You know, you know, your vulnerability comes out. Um, I haven't, I, I guess you know, I kind of, I kind of turn my head at those things and I don't, and I, and I say, and maybe that is the, the, the positive part of having that shell. I don't, um, I, I saw someone, I have a good friend the other day and she's like, when I first met you, I just, you came by with your, your, your tripod and I just was like, whoa, 
this girl really knows what she's doing. I'm super intimidated. And I didn't, I don't, I don't like that people might be intimidated. I, I don't like that, but I, but I do, I'm doing, uh, have this attitude, like I'm going to do this so you can. The professional you know, attitude. Off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to do this and, and I, and I'm going to be respectful of, of you and you and you. And, and if you don't like me, then you can F off because I don't really know why you wouldn't like me. I'm, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm a nice person. But well, yeah, like, but yeah, it's like either it clicks or it doesn't, you know? Yeah. And if it doesn't, then all right, whatever, too bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, and so like sexism is as far as, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, so yeah, you, it, I, I just turn my head away from it. I just, I just know that if there is, that's just someone that I'm not going to work with. I, I haven't had a lot of that. Um, fortunately, I haven't uh, experienced too much of that. And even as an actress, it hasn't ever uh, come across? Um, um, I, um, sort of yes, sort of no. Sort of yes, sort of no. It's, it's important to know, um, uh, just because there's so many different people that you, that, uh, work in different ways. It's important to, I guess I'd say this, know what you're comfortable with doing yeah. and, and be vocal about it. Um, because I know that I'm, I'm, I'm at times not vocal. And in the past I, and I, you know, think you just depending on who you're talking to that you might think everything's okay. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, this isn't okay. I'm not okay with this. You have to be vocal. And it's, um, and you shouldn't feel silly about that. I mean, that's fine. Right, right. And there's, especially if you establish it from the beginning. But yeah, there's there's so many people that are you know newbies to acting that yeah they they just oh, basically terrifying. get to yeah they just run the gamut of all different things that that they may not be comfortable with but are going to get exposed to anyway. Oh, just it's to terrifying. get the job. You yeah, know? it's terrifying. And I have you know I've had really close friends of mine um, that that I just there's things that that I would never, would never do. I mean, and I, you know, I love them dearly, but it's just, you know, it just happens. What's something, if you could go back in time to those first moments when you were moving out here to LA and, and you ended up having to take those additional product uh, production jobs, what's something that you would tell your past self, you know, at that moment, if, if, from where you're standing now in, um, in LA or in, in, in LA, in LA taking the production jobs like taking that last that production design job or just that just that time frame i mean if like if you could go back in time and and see your tell yourself something during that that time of your career as you're just starting that transition here in la okay i guess i'd tell myself to to relax and focus on one thing at a time that works yeah what about one something thing. you need to tell yourself today um, probably the same thing. <laughs> See, there you go. That's, that's interesting. Um, you know, I, it's, I, yeah, it is interesting. I guess it's, I guess I'd tell myself, oh, eh, let me see. I'm going to take that back, Jeremy. I did. I tell <laughs> myself, I tell myself back then I'd tell myself to, um, be more confident, um, that I had, that I, I have it all going and to just go forward with my chin up. That's yeah. that's one of the best features you can have. I mean, it's if you don't have confidence out here, it's it'll certainly you'll build confidence, you know, over time out here for sure with all the different types of auditions and all the different types of ways you can create things. But you have to have some type of format of it, you know, when you're just starting. Right. Right. So what about, you know, you mentioned these these times that you did struggle through, you know, 
darker times of, of, uh, you know, not getting sleep and, and just running the hamster wheel of, of your mm-hmm. thoughts through your mind. What would, I mean, now at this point in your career, do you have any tips for people that, that may be struggling right now that, you know, as they're listening are, are maybe dealing with depression or, uh, you know, bad anxiety where they're, they're unable to, to take that first step yeah. to, to start creating, uh, you know, what, what tips have you learned that have worked for you? Um, Stepping outside of yourself and seeing, stepping outside of yourself and realizing, um, well, what kind of person do you want to be? Am I am I the kind of person that wants to send out? I, gosh, I, I wish I sent out Christmas cards this year. I wish I I wish I wrote that letter to my friend. Um, I am these these things because of technology. We often find ourselves not having time to do any of those things, which is really BS. Right. Um, so so stopping and and you know um reminding yourself you know pick up pick up my book i'm gonna probably not get through 10 pages of it but that's okay because i'm gonna fall asleep after i read that 10th page you know (laughs) know, going to sleep um you know um being like taking time to you know spend time on focusing on on people the people that you love the people that you're grateful for um you know, I, and I think that what it sound it might sound silly, but like, you know, there's something so wonderful about like really telling someone how you feel, whether that's your mom or your dad or your cousin or your, your, your good friend, like really, you know, being, having gratitude, um, can take away that mind race in my, in my mind. Well, like you said, being present. I mean, it all mm-hmm. comes back to just being present. And, and even if uh, things aren't exactly where you want them to be, if you're grateful for where you're at and realize that those things can still occur, they can still come, then, you know, you're, mm-hmm. you're pretty much there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, the, like, as you were going through any of those more difficult times, just, you know, creatively where you were frustrated, I mean, do you like, do you meditate? Do you, have you found things like, uh, you know, just like going to the beach, help clear your head or are there any, yeah. like, you know, like, what do you, sure. what do you do when, when there's just a funk that you're in and you're like, I have to shake this. Um, nature. Yeah. I, I, I will like escape to, I, I remember I was going through a really rough time two years ago, like in April, I just picked up my stuff and I found a motel in like, uh, three rivers and I just drove to Sequoia. Um, that's cool. Yeah, it, it, it was very cool. It was very, you know, I probably wasn't smart when I realized there was snow everywhere and all the trails I were on, I couldn't see them. That that was, it was a wonderful, it's just, it's the place where you can, you can't, you can only hear, you know, you hear just your, your mind, you, you hear nothing, you hear the sky, you hear the wind and you, you can just be, there's nothing more grounding, I feel. Um, and I guess the other, well, as far as, as far as um, well, sleeping, I wanted to also say something about that, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, of course. Um, it might sound simple or sh- like, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll do that, you know, tomorrow. I'll do that next time. But if you don't like, it's, it's, it must, pur- like your computer and your, and your phone must purposefully be removed from where you sleep at night. <laughs> oh yeah. You have to lock it up in a cabin, something, something. And I, you know, it's bad. You know, like I still, I'm still like, Oh, like just, I had sleep. I slept really well the last two nights I'll say. And I had my phone in the other room. Um, there you go. Yeah. You know, like you have, 
you have to because otherwise you have entered a you've you've walked into a door of like the matrix um and right, you're like the twilight zone yeah <laughs> right exactly exactly and it's probably yeah it's just it's just better um and then having you know creating a structure for yourself really helps you know it ultimately helps your mind rest too if you can if you can say here's you know um uh, my boyfriend's really fantastic at this like he every day he he will you know he runs and he has he has this like kind of schedule he keeps at the beginning of the day and i'm like he's so good at taking care of himself um and yeah he has his ups and downs but i feel like just having something you do at the same time or you know every day i think is it chain it it's it's really can have real, a lot of positive effects on well it's di- discipline i think really is what you're saying yeah it is discipline that's the word discipline yes <laughs> but and it's a distraction. Really, ultimately, is you have to find a, a passion and a distract a distraction that gets you out of your own thoughts once in a while. Yeah, and you have to take care of yourself. And like you know, I've never been really good at taking care of myself. It's always like, well, oh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go help this person and this person. But I, well, you really can't help anybody if you're not helping yourself. I know that sounds probably repetitive, but it's no, it's yeah, you, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know, well, how can we how can we follow along with your next projects and what you have coming up and, you know, just follow your journey? Well, um, I'm on Instagram. I'm always, uh, you know, trying to keep some stuff flowing for everybody. Yeah, that's Steph Barkley at Steph Barkley. And um, and then on YouTube is where is Steph? Um, But I I usually keep everyone informed on the new projects as as you know, when I'm allowed to bring, you know, bring them to everyone's attention. and uh yeah some exciting projects in the works um and i have a, a dramatic short that i'm directing and um you know i like doing the film festival uh route so you know more to come but yeah i um i hope i answered all your questions you, about you absolutely that. did that and so much more and you know i'm excited to see this this directed short of yours and uh, i'm always excited when i see like new partnerships that you've got going with businesses because it, it's so cool to see you grow and to, you know what i mean to see all these new uh cool characters and commercials that other companies are, are seeing, you know, to realize that you've got this incredible talent and this incredible bank of, uh, of, uh, of characters that you can tap into. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. That's, that's awesome. I appreciate it. Well, you know, uh, I, I want to thank you so much for being on and it's, like I said, it's always great seeing your new creations. You've, you've got to say hi to uh, sensei for me. Oh, and... I will. He, he, he says hi back and, you know, and gives you a hug. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I've got a, I, I know I've, I've missed a couple of classes at the Y. So yeah. I'll, I'll be, I'll be back in it soon though. Oh, you know? awesome. Awesome. So I'll, I'll hand it over to you to sign us off if you like. And uh, the, the one last thing that I do want to share for the listeners is I, I try to have something where if you go onto my website, sensoryshow.com, there's a portion of the website where if you're stuck in your thoughts, if you're like, you can't sleep and, and you're just running around the hamster wheel and you need distraction, uh, you can go on my site and actually there's a little link where you can uh, send me a creation of yours. Draw something on paper if you want. Draw your thoughts down. Draw some words down. Whatever is cathartic for you to just allow your creativity to try and flow and, and get you out of whatever headspace you need to get away from for a little bit. And uh, if you go on the website, yeah. And I'd love to invite you to do that too. If you ever, you know, you want to make a little doodle of your, uh, of your feelings or, or, or just, you know, anything that you feel like putting down on paper, I'd love to have you submit it and we can uh, put it up on the Instagram with the other guests and with the other listeners and take it from there. Oh, I, I, that would love to. That's, that was another thing that I would do. And, um, when my mind would be racing, I I would, uh, illustrate some, weird illustration you know that was another way to to let my mind 
uh, rest, I guess. It's yeah, it's a, it's such a unique respite, you know, when when you just uh, do something as simple as even if it's like a, a doodle on your phone, you know, we've got this ability now to just doodle out little stick figure comic books on our phone, basically. Oh, I'd love to send you some stuff. I'm I'm actually going to be op- oh, hopefully getting my gallery going. Um, I have a bunch of artwork and I'll be hopefully getting that that account going um, called perhaps above of my um of all my artwork um so that i would love to send something over to you that would be so so cool yeah i would love to put it up and you know we've uh, we've got our other guests that participate as well and that way any listeners that you know want to participate as well you can see that this is uh something that we all struggle with everyone you know we we always deal with ups and downs in life we always deal with uh you know being afraid of failure or or being yeah. afraid of of uh, how things are perceived about us and and all the other little bullshit that comes along with life's you know intricacies but yeah yeah don't be afraid to fail you can't be afraid to fail because that's where i've learned the most uh, that's i've learned the most out of failing that's a fact yeah absolutely if you if you don't then you know you're not going to grow it's all stepping stones for progress Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. steph again thank you so so much and uh, i'll let you sign us off um well thank you guys for listening i'm steph barkley and i i can't wait to keep listening to sensory deprivation